The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I would love to talk about divorce attorney Aaron Burt. Erin has been practicing divorce law since 2003, and for years, she felt like so many of her clients were lost in the litigation world, a process they thought was their best option. So, in 2010, Erin decided to completely shift gears to settling divorce cases via mediation. Erin's known for being creative, caring, and a role model in the divorce industry. I love Erin's top priority and her tagline, which is client wellness. I just love it. So if you want to learn more about Erin, you can find her at BurtLaw.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorce Girl Smiley. I also want to take a minute and talk about mortgage lender Jan Leisure. Jan has been a mortgage lender, I believe, since 1997. She's also a CDLP, a Certified Divorce Lending Professional, and has a niche in helping people who are going through a divorce. I just love Jan. She's so experienced. She's such an amazing person, really knows what she's doing, and very dedicated to helping people. So if you want to learn more about Jan, you can find her at diamondresidential.com slash janleisure, and you can find both Jan and Erin in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. So when people think about PTSD, I think... The first thing I think of is like war veterans or somebody who was abused in childhood or a car accident or something like that. And what people might not realize is that divorce can cause PTSD. If, for example, your husband or wife comes home and says, I don't want to live with you anymore. I want a divorce. I'm in love with someone else. That can cause PTSD that can affect you for many months or years. So PTSD is real as it applies to divorce, and that's what I want to talk about today. And to talk about it, I have a great guest. His name is Dr. Kevin Skinner, and Dr. Skinner is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He has a PhD. He has a 28-year career as a therapist, and he has worked to help individuals dealing with the pain associated with divorce. So, hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Jackie. It's good to be with you. So, am I right about what I said about PTSD as a therapist in your professional opinion? Does divorce cause, can it cause PTSD? Yeah, no question about it. And I think we also have to look at that. If we were really to look at it, it's not maybe the divorce as much as the relationship dynamics between the couple. Right? So a lot of individuals in their relationship are experiencing PTSD symptoms, nightmares, flashbacks. And maybe I should define what we mean by PTSD just so we're yes. on the same page, right? Yes. So if we look at the definition, there are five core criteria. 
And the first criteria is threat to life. And that's where a lot of people say, well, where's the threat to life? Well, I'm going to push the pause on that criteria, what we call criteria A, threat to life. And then let's look at the other symptoms. So criteria B is reliving it, nightmares, flashbacks. So if you've had a lot of arguing, a lot of fighting, criticism, put down, and in my experience as a professional, a lot of sexual betrayal, a lot of betrayed partners have said, yeah, I have nightmares about what my partner did or what I imagined that they did. And so we see a lot of triggers where I can't be in places that remind me of what my partner did. So that's criteria B is reliving it, nightmares, flashbacks. Criteria C is avoidance. When you start avoiding people or places that remind you of what your partner has done or they may still be doing. So uh, I, I was just talking with somebody this week and they said, yeah, my, my partner threatened to kill me if I left him. Well, okay, that's a definite threat to life. That would go back to criteria A, uh, that threat to life. But also we have the avoidance. Now I can't, I'm, I'm afraid to be in public. I'm afraid to be out with people who maybe used to be supportive, but I'm afraid to be there because I'm scared. The other part of it is avoiding my own thoughts and feelings. So if I'm going through a difficult divorce, I don't like to feel the pain. I want to numb out. I don't, I don't want to feel all these memories. So what I, in essence, do is I kind of numb out. Maybe I binge watch Netflix or I drink myself uh, uh, because I don't want to deal with these emotions. That's criteria C. Criteria D is what we refer to as negative cognitions and mood. Negative cognitions. I'm so stupid. Why did I stay so long? Maybe I'm unlovable. I'm not important. Nobody else is going to want me. And so you start to see these negative ideas about myself start to, what I call, kind of be downloaded into your body's system. All of a sudden, I don't feel like I'm enough. And the other part of it is I don't know who's safe. Because when we get married, we have this expectation of trust and loyalty. We expect fidelity. And all of a sudden, we discover that something's off. Maybe our partner isn't who we thought they were. And then we think, what's wrong with me? I chose the wrong person. And, and now I start to internalize it. So I don't know who's safe anymore. That's criteria D of PTSD. And the next one is what we call criteria E, which is a emotional arousal and reactivity. Um, I can't sleep at night. I'm always anxious. Uh, I, I, in some cases, I'm taking risky behaviors. And in some extreme cases, maybe even some self-harm because I'm in so much emotional distress or pain. So those are five of the core criteria that we would say those are PTSD symptoms. So if we're actually looking at people going through a divorce, how many of you actually have those symptoms that you're experiencing now? Okay, so that was going to be the next thing. I was going to ask you what the symptoms are. So you talked about a few of these, threat to life, reliving events, avoidance, Okay, but here's one you didn't mention, negative moods and cognitions. Oh, well, you said the world is not a safe place. Yeah. Um, then emotional reactivity, can't sleep, anxious, negative influences in your ability to work, interact with your kids, perform life tasks. Okay, and so when people have these symptoms, do you think a lot of times they don't even realize that it's PTSD? And if they knew it was PTSD, would that help? It certainly would. And and more often than not, we think it's a transition. Uh, you know, I'm just transitioning. We're getting a divorce or we've been through a divorce. But the transition, uh, I was again, I was talking with a group of women who've been divorced this, this week. And I asked the question, how many of you are having nightmares that go back to your previous relationship? And three of the four did. 
right? So they're still having these symptoms. Well, again, we might think it's just normal. I'm, you know, it's part of going through a divorce, but they are PTSD symptoms. And that's what I think a lot of people aren't understanding is they're having these symptoms and maybe they're being diagnosed with anxiety or depression, but they're actually showing a lot of PTSD symptoms. So if you know that you have PTSD and you're diagnosed with it, what is the benefit? How would you treat differently than you would if they just said, oh, you just have anxiety or this is just temporary depression? You know, what do they call it? Like um, situational depression or something like that. Yeah, so we call it an adjustment disorder. You know, that's what we would typically think, right. an adjustment disorder where you're adjusting to life change, which divorce obviously is that. But if you're having nightmares or if you're avoiding people or places, even family members, because of going through a difficult divorce and you don't feel like you can trust people anymore because you've lost trust in society, again, those are often symptoms that are associated with PTSD. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm here today talking PTSD as it relates to divorce. My guest is Dr. Kevin Skinner, a licensed marriage and family therapist and the creator of his course. It's an online mini course called The Essentials to Healing After Divorce. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you deal with PTSD, what your options are for getting help, and then we're going to talk about Kevin's mini course, The Essentials to Healing After Divorce. We'll be right back. Co-parenting relationships take work, especially when substance abuse is involved. You want to do right by your kids without jeopardizing your peace of mind or their safety. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and no-nonsense way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents feel empowered. I cannot say enough about Soberlink. If you want to sign up and you want to get $50 off your device, go to Soberlink.com DGS for Divorced Girl Smiling. This way you get the $50 off. I also want to take a minute and talk about divorce attorney Tiffany Hughes. I met Tiffany almost four years ago, maybe more, and she is a well-known, well-respected attorney in Chicago, and I can't say enough about her. Such a hard worker, really no nonsense, and just a good person with a good purpose. So if you want to learn more about Tiffany, you can find her at thughueslaw.com. And you can find both Tiffany and Soberlink in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girls Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm here today with Dr. Kevin Skinner. Kevin and I are talking about PTSD as it relates to divorce. We're going to get into what you can do. What are your options if you have PTSD? What kind of help can you get? So Kevin, can you answer that? 
Yeah. So let me do a little bit more back work on this because again, I think a lot of it, the PTSD is relationship related. So you may be carrying some of these symptoms from your relationship and they're not necessarily going away because we're divorced. Let me just give you an example of that. Uh, every year in the United States, by the last six, seven years, we've had 685,000 to 725,000 couples divorce in the United States. That leaves out five of the states that didn't report. But of those, there's new research that shows somewhere between 55% and 60% of those couples divorcing are related to sexual betrayal. So they're filing for divorce. One of the reasons is because of sexual betrayal. So now let's do the math on that. From my research, if, you're, if you've experienced sexual betrayal, somewhere between 60 to 80% of people who experience sexual betrayal show PTSD symptoms. Wow. So the, which is incredible, right? I mean, so you start looking at that. Now let's do the math on that. Let's say, what is 60% of, of 725,000? We're talking maybe 400,000. Mm -hmm. And now let's take from that 400,000 and let's say that 60 to 70% are showing PTSD symptoms. You're talking of those getting divorced, you're talking maybe 250 to 300,000 people are experiencing PTSD symptoms going through the divorce. And, and so they already carrying these symptoms with them. And does divorce make PTSD go away? Does divorce make the nightmares and the flashbacks and the trauma from the relationship just go away? I think the answer is clearly no. All right. So to the listeners, these statistics are unbelievable. So if you think you might have PTSD, there is a chance that you do because of the high numbers. So I guess maybe, Kevin, what you're trying to say is don't discount it and get help for it because you can get better, but you need the correct diagnosis and you need to be treated. That's right. And, and so what and, does that look like? Well, that's the really interesting part because a lot of times when people aren't properly diagnosed, let's just say that I'm treated for depression. So I'm on an antidepressant, but the antidepressant doesn't make my nightmares go away. It, it doesn't make me avoid people or places that are feel like a threat to me. So the antidepressant in and of itself might help regulate the mood, but it's not helping you deal with the avoidance. It's not helping you deal with those nightmares. And it's also not helping you deal with the negative thoughts. What's wrong with me? I must be unlovable. You know, my partner told me I was stupid. My partner told me that I wasn't enough. And clearly I'm now divorced uh, those symptoms don't just go away without proper support and treatment. So in this article you wrote for Divorce Girl Smiling, you talk about seven strategies to respond to relationship-related trauma, which is PTSD. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read, why don't I read them, each one, and then you can kind of give me an explanation. Sounds great. Okay. Number one, stay out of the hurtful environment create boundaries. Now, when I read this, I was kind of like, huh, don't you kind of have to face your fears? Or are you telling me, no, if you have PTSD, you should avoid it? Well, there's two parts to this. One is if I'm in a continuously conflictual relationship, my boundary might be, I'm not going to respond to that critical email. I'm not going to answer the phone if you're yelling at me and screaming uh -huh. at me. So the, the creation of boundaries is I am a person of worth and I deserve to be treated as such. And so if you're going to treat me poorly, I don't have any responsibility to make sure that your needs and your desire to scream because we're divorced, I'm not going to accept that. So creating boundaries is to take care of my inner well-being, myself, because we know that as people go through a divorce, their identity is one of the most common things 
that they feel like they've lost their identity. And so we want to help get back to this new, this real you that is so important that we address. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of it that way. So what you're saying is you can heal yourself by not responding and acting like you did when you were actually in the marriage. You can just get away from the toxicity. I, I don't owe you anything if you're going to be critical and negative. I don't have to live in that kind of an environment. That's not acceptable in all relationships. So why would I want to stay in that kind of interactive pattern with you and repeat the cycles that we did in marriage? So creating boundaries, number one here is right. We've got to stay out of that hurtful environment. I've actually had my clients say, look, if it's too critical, there's too much negativity, I'm going to have you email the message to my friend and they will convey it to me because I'm not going to be in a relationship where it's consistently negative. And abusive. Not going not gonna to tolerate it. Yeah. Number two, establish a safe environment, your healing place. Yeah. So what we know about the healing of PTSD is we have to have a safe place. The research shows that when a person's feeling traumatic experiences, they don't have a place where their mind could go, oh, this is home where they can relax. And, and so one of the strategies we take them to is finding your place of safety. I don't know if that's a bedroom. I don't know if that's a park, but somewhere we need to find a safe place where your mind and body can relax because the divorce, the stress of a divorce all by itself creates so much internal anxiety and stress. You're getting adrenaline, you're getting cortisol. And if we don't address that, then you're still stuck in this state of hyper arousal, which is criteria E of PTSD. Your brain and body aren't slowing down. So we're saying let's activate, it's called the vagus nerve, let's activate it and let's help your body heal. That's actually one of your uh, other guests we were just talking to. Yes. I absolutely loved what she said. She's a nutritionist. What was her name? Leslie Urbis. She's Leslie a nutritionist Urbis. and she had us do this. What did you call it? Um, where we did the vagus this nerve, breathing, where we activated the vagus nerve, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, Leslie, great work she's doing because what she's teaching people to do is access that vagus nerve because we know that we need to calm down, and and I that's love it. essential. Now, when you say establish a safe environment, I want to give my listeners a few examples. If there's a particular park that you like walking in, if you go get a massage, that's a safe place sometimes for people. If you go to uh, the gym is a big one for people. They feel comfortable there. They're surrounded by people they see every day. Um, Kevin, can you think of other ones? Yeah. So let's talk about this because there's so many. Um, the real concept is using your senses. So if you have a favorite smell, Put on that oh, that smell in your home so it activates you so your body can relax. Or if you enjoy cooking, cook some food that is the whole process of cooking can actually help you as well. Find your playlist. Now, I often tell my clients, you need a playlist. The, the playlist is the one where I'm fighting and kicking. And the other playlist is the one where I'm relaxing and being soothed. So create different music playlists to help you create that safe environment. And those are just a couple. Use your senses to help you calm down. So Kevin was talking about things where you don't even have to leave your home. So I was talking about different physical environments. You're talking about using your sense of smell, your sense of taste. Maybe eating something is a safe place for you, you know, it just comforting, soothing. All yes. right, moving on to number three, develop friendships in which you feel safe. Yeah, so I, I was very specific there. 
in which you feel safe. Because what we know is if you have people that used to be friends, when you go through a divorce, you never know how they're going to respond. Some people are continue to be safe and other people, they feel maybe uncomfortable around you because now you're single. And so find your people. These are your people with whom you can share, they can share. And because the research is really clear, if you want to heal post-divorce, you need meaningful connections. You need meaningful relationships. And also, I'm going to add to this, even though I'm not a therapist, but I think, Kevin, you're going to approve of this. You also need to remove friendships that are toxic. Mm. Yeah, because what that does is that just exacerbates the problem. Um, I've had people have to say to their parents, look, I can't interact with you because you are interacting with me just like my partner did. Because sometimes families are so toxic themselves. So we have to find our place of safety. Love it. Number four, increase self-care so your body can heal. Yeah. So again, my whole approach to healing from PTSD is it's a body. Trauma is stored in the body. There's no question that our trauma gets stored in the body. You could probably identify where the trauma is in your body just by observing where your tension is. And, And so part of the challenge is learning to listen to your body to help it transition through your body. So things like yoga are really good at helping us move through some of the trauma. So there's a whole approach in therapy called the somatic approach, and it's really designed to help people learn to listen to their bodies. So what I try to enforce or encourage with my clients is let's learn to listen to your body as you're going through this. What do you need? I've had clients need to punch something because they were so frustrated and so angry. So in my office, I actually have pillows and I say, let's go for it, right? Let's let that emotion flow through you. I can't believe how many people have been crying in my office as they punched just out the pain and the suffering. I've had other people say, I need to run. All right, great. Then then let's let you run. So we're letting the tension out of the body, the trauma out of the body. And the way that we're going to do that is self-care, identifying what you need. You might need a massage. Another person might need to run hard or lift weights. Another person might just need to go punch a punching bag or a hike. But ultimately what you're doing is you're identifying your way of releasing that trauma. So when I was getting divorced, I was doing kickboxing classes and I cannot even explain how much that was helpful because I was so angry and it was such a way for me to release that anger and release that anxiety. It was extremely helpful. Yeah. And that's a great example because you may not have known what you were doing, but you were doing some self-care. Okay, no, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I was I was punching my ex-husband. I was punching the world. I was punching his lawyer. And I was getting it all out. And it really felt good. Yeah. So you knew the outcome. The therapeutic reason of why it works is what I'm trying to explain. Yes. There. I was like, why is this helpful? Well, that's the reason why, right? You're letting out that tension. that may, Because let's go the other way. Let's say that you didn't do that. You couldn't do that because anger is wrong. Let's say that your perception of the anger is wrong and you're not allowed to feel angry. Well, if that's been my experience and all of a sudden I'm feeling angry, how much shame do I feel when I want to be angry? Oh, I can't be angry. So learning how to be authentic with your emotions, the only way you're really going to heal is actually being authentic with whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying you go punch somebody. I'm saying you find a way to express whatever it is that you need to express. Absolutely. Number five, read and study. Knowledge is power. 
Yeah. So this is where uh, I, I would, if I could be, just promote the course itself. Yes. Right. So here's the general idea. Most people don't know what they don't know. They think it's normal. Oh, this anxiety, I've been feeling it for so long. This type of toxic, chronic conflict, I think it's normal. So one of the things that I've done is I've wrote, written an assessment called the Post-Divorce Adjustment Inventory that not only explores the PTSD symptoms that we have been talking about, but it talks about other areas of your life that are really important for the healing of post-divorce experiences. So the assessment itself is embedded in a course where I have over 40 videos designed to help people know what they're going through and then how to deal with the specific symptoms. So what I do is I pinpoint your, where, you, where you need help and then I give you ideas on what to do with it. So Kevin is calling this the, what did you just call it? It's the post-divorce adjustment inventory. Right. It is a part of the course, the essentials for healing. Right. Divorce. I want people to know it's the same thing. So it's called The Essentials to Healing After Divorce. You can find the link to it on Divorce Girl Smiling under Kevin's page in the Trusted Professional section. But Kevin, what is the website they can go to? Yeah, the website is humanintimacy.com. And at humanintimacy.com, I have a whole wide range of courses. That one in particular, I've actually tried to reduce the price as much as I can because I know that people going through a divorce, finances are difficult. But for example, if you were to come to me for a session, it's 150 to 200 dollars, and I've tried to cut that and literally in third. So it's it's half, it's more than half. It's 75 percent off. It's 47 dollars. Okay, I, so I want to tell my listeners for 47 dollars, you do this assessment. It's called the Essentials to Healing After Divorce, and you do this assessment. And there's 10 sections with research-based support. It's only 47 dollars. And then you can take that to your therapist or your divorce coach, or you can have it sent, right, Kevin? And and then they will know your issues, and then you can talk about what you really need help with. So I love this course. And Kevin, thank you for doing this at such a reasonable rate for people. Because yes, when you're getting divorced, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars possibly or thousands at least. And so for $47, you're really doing yourself a huge favor to uncover what you really need help with and how to get there. You know, and Jackie, one other thing on that that I should mention is I also provide feedback. So I have over 40 videos of suggestions on things that you can do if you are experiencing some of these symptoms. So I give very specific feedback. So imagine you're coming to my office it's like you're sitting down in my office and I recorded a four, five, six minute video saying, hey, if you're experiencing this, here are some very specific things that you can do right now today from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to go you know, travel anywhere. It's literally from the comfort of your own home. You can go through this course. I just love it, Kevin. Thank you for doing that for the divorce community. I think it's a great, great resource and something that people should do if you think you have PTSD or any kind of trauma after your divorce. I want to move on to number six, which is talk with a trauma-focused therapist. And what we just said, you can take the results of this assessment that Kevin is offering to a trauma-focused therapist. But also, what's the difference between seeing a trauma-focused therapist and just a therapist? So the difference is this. A trauma-focused therapist, they understand how the trauma is influencing you. They understand strategies to help you out of it. For example, uh, EMDR. 
eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is one of the leading based research research based approaches to helping people deal with trauma. It's what they have found has been effective with war veterans coming home from war. So it is research based, and those who've been trained in EMDR, they understand how to help you transition through traumatic memories, traumatic experiences. And some people say, well, I'm not, you know, war, but it's interesting. A negative cognition, I'm unlovable. I'm a bad person. And many times when I talk with divorced individuals, they have very specific memories that I say, just think about your relationship and some of the most difficult experiences you had. And they can recollect specific events, specific times where they're like, oh, that was this memory is where I'm having my nightmares or this experience, I'm still scared. That's where a trauma-informed therapist can help you work through that type of an experience. And, and so that's the kind of work that you really want to do if you are having the symptoms of PTSD that we're talking about today, Jackie. Last but not least, number seven, find and create your group. How is this a way to help you reduce trauma? So there's something that's so interesting. When I looked at the research of what successful people do in, in, in the healing after divorce, one of the most consistent findings is that people had their tribe. And it's so interesting because when people have people, they don't feel so isolated. They don't feel so alone. That means that they're likely to be less depressed, which is really common after a divorce. They're less anxious because they have a support team. The research is absolutely clear. In fact, in my course, I have multiple benefits listed just from this. In fact, I have a whole section on the value of finding and creating your group. And I have the research that shows if you have a tribe, your group, you're less likely to experience. It's almost seven to eight mental health issues that are going to go down if you have your support team. That is so important because when I got divorced, I felt really isolated and alone and I did get a tribe and it makes you feel hopeful because you're not alone. You know that there's nothing wrong with you, you know, that other people are going through it too. And it just makes it so much easier. And those connections that you make with those people are very powerful and healthy, I believe. That's right. Especially when people are mutually learning together. I love it when people learn together and say, look, what are you What are you doing that works? Because we can also have groups that are, I don't know what you want to call them, just negative where we're criticizing and we're always negative. What I'll tell you what, the groups that say, look, I'm going to heal. I'm going to be a healthy person. I'm going to reclaim my identity. And I want to be a part of a group where we're focused on healing. That's what I love about your network. Right? It's a group of people who are saying, look, we're going to help the children. We're going to help everybody because that's how we all get better from something that's so difficult. There's no question divorce is painful, but we need to make sure that we have a group of people who are supportive and positive in our journey. Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. I love your dedication to the divorce community and how you're trying to help PTSD and trauma-related issues because it's a serious issue. This is what Kevin wrote in his article. It should not be taken lightly. And it's essential to recognize the emotional and psychological impact that divorce can have on you and your family. So again, thank you for being here, Kevin. Thank you. It's been a great opportunity. And to my listeners, if you want to sign up for the Essentials in Healing After Divorce, you can go to humanintimacy.com 
And then I'm just going to put this out there, even though you could just go to humanintimacy.com. But if you don't want to have to look for the course, it's humanintimacy.com slash course slash the essentials to healing after divorce. You can also find this course if you go to Divorce Girl Smiling, the trusted professional section and click on Kevin. He has his own category, actually, which is called Healing After Divorce. If you want to listen to more podcasts or find other trusted vetted divorce professionals or read articles or sign up for my free consult or download my mobile app, come see me at DivorcedGirlSmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.